Yeah, Ray, that's a good question. Um, I'm kind of uh, more excited about a spring training game or schedule than I have been in the past just for that reason, Uh, just to see how, you know, the pitch clock is going to work both for the pitcher and the hitter. Uh, I sure will not miss the shift. I just (laughs) thought that had ruined our game. And so it'll be nice to not always have to say, you know, pull side shift or three guys on the right side, you know, that, yeah. that part of it is is over, and, and I think that'll really help the game. But yeah, I'm curious to see not only how the pitch clock works, but the fact that, you know, you only have two disengagements as far as either step off the rubber, throw over to first, and if you do it a third time, you pick the guy off or the runner automatically advances. So I, I think those things are going to be a work in progress. And probably even into the month of April, Ray, just because, you know, you're not always seeing the regulars play out here day in and day out, obviously, until they're, you know, geared up for that kind of a workload. And also some guys are missing because they'll be at the WBC. So I, I think it's really going to to change our game. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking it's going to change it more than other people. But I, I think a couple of things. I think we all got tired of a great game just coming to a grinding halt once the bullpens got involved the last three innings of a game. And certain guys came out of the bullpen and were taking close to 25, 30 seconds to make a pitch. None of us wants that. You you want the pace of the game to stay crisp. You want there to not be so much dead action or lack of a ball even being put in play. So, I think it's going to be fun now. Again, there are usually some unintended consequences that come from certain decisions, and that'll be interesting to see what comes of this. Yeah, it had to be fun behind the mic last year, Hammy, watching one the young guys and going to the brand of baseball or putting the bat on the ball. And I think when you brought up there moments ago about maybe how the game became stale a little bit, I thought it was home runner strikeout for a while, and mm-hmm. the Guardians changed all that, Hammy. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Ray, this club wasn't built with that in mind, but this club is probably more better prepared for the changes than any other ball club. I mean, think of how athletic this club is and how they'll be able to take advantage of the rule changes because they have guys on the infield with good range that can make up for now not having a shift. How many guys did we have? We had at least five guys uh, last year. I'd have to double-check five or six that were in double figures and stolen bases. That would seem to be increasing. And so this club was not built on that approach of three outcomes, home run, strikeout, or walk. So I think this ball club, at least looking at it on paper, is maybe in a better spot to take advantage of the rule changes than, say, a New York Yankee ball club. We're talking with the voice of the Guardians, Tom Hamilton and Hammy. 12 months ago right now, we were sitting here talking about this team and question marks, and uh, Jay Ram was re-signing, and there was that, that fun there, but we didn't know what we had with these young players. And now, and you've seen it through the years, and I'll let you go through it here. It's it's adjustments now because now there's second-year players, and now there's a lot of video out there. So this game is a game of adjustments for a lot of these young guys. It is, right? And I think the the first adjustment that sometimes comes with a young ball club is realizing that, hey, we don't just pick up from where we left off. 
Last year in September, you could make an argument Cleveland was playing better baseball than any team in the major leagues. And they carried that through into the playoffs, eliminating Tampa Bay and nearly eliminating New York. Well, you just don't come to spring training and go, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll be that good again come opening day in Seattle. Uh-uh. You have to reestablish that identity. Um, you have to have that same kind of mindset. And you have to realize how much hard work went into getting to where you were in September and October. And I, I think that's the first thing young clubs need to learn. And then to your point, you know, the league makes adjustments on you, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher, and how capable of you, how, how capable are you of, in return, making an adjustment on your own. I think the good thing about this club, Ray, among other things, um, there's no chance here for players to to get lackadaisical or feel like, you know what, I'm not being pushed by anybody. There's so much young talent on the horizon that don't take a step back because somebody's going to be here ready to take your job. You have to be excited with Josh Bell moving in there, Hammy. I thought it was a perfect signing of what this club at least needed on paper and then physically going forward and what he brings to this lineup and extending it and bringing some pop. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ray, he has had some huge years with Pittsburgh. He was having a, a mammoth season with Washington last year until he got traded to San Diego, and then he, he just had two really rough months with the Padres. But, you know, he's got a resume and a proven track record, and I I think he's an imposing figure that, you know, lengthens out your lineup. I think Mike Zanino is going to help this club from an offensive standpoint. I don't think we take a step back at all defensively behind the plate, but I think we've taken a step forward from an offensive standpoint with Mike Zanino your number one catcher. And so that that was the thing I think we all noticed, especially in the playoffs. You needed more length to this lineup, and you needed a few more guys that could hit the ball out of the park. When you look at a roster, Tom, that had so many guys making their debut last year, I imagine spots may be tough to come by in spring. But if there's an area where you think there might be some battles, infield, bullpen, wherever that might be, what are some areas you're going to keep a close attention to? You know, Ray, it, it's it's amazing how this has changed in one year because it, it felt like last year there were so many questions and so many guys you wanted to see play and so many battles. And one year later, literally, I think, Ray, I could name 24 out of 26 guys that will be on this club and, and be very confident about that right now, today. And we haven't even had our first full squad workout, I, I think, <laughs> One question mark is your backup catcher, and I think maybe one spot in your bullpen. Other than that, Ray, I, I think it's going to be really tough for somebody to make this ball club that wasn't here at the end of last season. Now, things change, obviously, and we always talk about, too, we, we put such an emphasis and such a spotlight on who makes the team and who did not make the team. And you're five days into the season, you're already making roster moves. So, you know, sometimes that gets kind of overblown, who made it and who didn't make it. But I I think for the most part, they're pretty well locked up as far as spots right now. Now, that could change based on 
how things go in April. I don't think it changes in spring training because you don't want to get carried away, good or bad, what you see in spring training. But uh, I, I just kind of am astounded that it's changed that much in one year. And my final question, Hammy, is is the schedule itself, and that's a another big change as well. You and I often talk about the division and what the White Sox mm-hmm. and Twins are are doing. That the schedule's a little bit different this year, where it's not as weighted to divisional play. Yeah, I I think we always said in the past, Ray, you you really need to dominate in your division. And if you look, that's what Cleveland did a year ago. There were there were almost twice as many wins in the division as there were losses. And and that's how you won a division title. I mean, almost half your schedule was in the Central Division, 76 games. This year it's 52 games. I mean, that's a 24-game difference. So, yeah, it's still important to do well in your division, but it's not weighted the way it was in the past. And I think that's obviously much more fair for the wild card scenario. I mean, what do we have, three wild card teams? So I think if you were going to have that many wild card teams involved, uh, you then had to uh, make sure that the wild card situation was, you know, not so heavily. If you were in the East last year and you're beating up on each other, man, that's tough. And uh, so... You know, I, I I think this is a much better situation. I think I said, what are there? Are there four wild card? I can't even remember, right? But, uh, <laughs> I think three. I think three. Yeah, three. And so I I just think it's it's much more balanced. I think the other thing too. I think people get sick of seeing the same teams coming into your park. Yeah. I mean, there were teams from our division that sometimes were playing. Obviously, three times they were coming to Cleveland, but they were all weekend series. And I was like, well, that's when you're drawing your biggest crowds and you've got the same team coming on a weekend three different times in the course of a year. Um, I, I think people are going to enjoy this. I, I think it's going to create some headaches, and I think we're going to have some nightmarish situations because of rainouts, snow, cold, whatnot, and teams from the West Coast being forced to come back during the season to make up one game. Uh, that. That might get a little tricky, but other than that, I like it. 